welcome all to WTBC Radio in beautiful Harlem. I'm Ferg, and the date is May 26, 1925. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest on the podcast. Now, he is a current Klansman, but both our parties have decided to put our differences aside to better understand one another. Let's introduce Nathan. Thank you for having me. Of course. So tell me about yourself. Well, uh, first of all, I mean, uh, I'm a citizen dedicated to the restoration of my community. Is that all you want to say? No, uh, I'm also part of the KKK, and I advocated the reestablishment of the white demographic in society. Uh, yeah, I think we were all aware of your beliefs coming on air. Shut Let's up. just get to the questions. I know you played a key role in the production of the 1915 film, The Birth of a Nation. I have my own opinions on the cinematic experience, but I would like to hear yours before I express mine. Okay, well, I personally think that The Birth of a Nation was a revolutionary cinematic piece, which accentuated the white struggle amidst the rise of militant black power. All the while, I think it emphasized the rise of the South after the crippling blow received from the Civil War. What are your opinions? Well, I believe that the birth of the nation was nothing but propaganda for the Ku Klux Klan. While it was one of Hollywood's first motion pictures, its depiction of Black people emphasizes the worst racial stereotypes in the country's history. Whether it's political propaganda or not doesn't change the fact that millions saw this movie of their own accord. Its influence exists already within the mind of the viewer. This mindset is a unifying view, present even before this movie made its debut. As a Klansman myself, I'm a proponent of the unification of America. In order to do so, me and millions of Americans understand that the cleansing of this country is a necessary action that must be taken by the removal of Blacks and their racial counterparts. You know, Nathan, I feel like your definition of unifying is actually resulting in the collapse of our nation. How, how so? Would you care to elaborate? Okay, in 1925, we have around two to five million Klansmen living in America. Yeah, sure. With there being about 115 million citizens in the U.S., mm-hmm. KKK members only make up two to four percent of the current population. How can such a granular fraction of the, the United States population make an impact on the unification of this country? Okay, first of all, your evidence only details the millions that are actually members of our cause. You fail to address the number of supporters and sympathizers present in this country. The country not long ago was captivated by a stunning masterpiece of birth of a nation, allowing for my crusade against the flourishing evils that thrive in this depraved society. This unification of the country transcends my own corporeal existence, allowing us to acknowledge the ethereal intervention at play. God has willed us to gain dominion and political powers. We do his work in this growing socialist country. Okay, uh, sorry to the listeners. I realize we've gotten really off topic, but I'm interested in Nathan's views. How do you propose to unify this country? Well, right here, through the media aforementioned, we, KKK, have and will further implement the film into our recruiting tactics, going to unify the magnanimous men and women in thought, deed, and in word to overall combat the pusillanimous nature of a growing socialist regime present in America. On that note, we're going to have to take a quick advertisement break. Okay. We'll be transitioning into topics concerning Jim Crow laws after a message from our sponsor, The Isolator.
Do your kids run you up the wall? Is the room often much too loud? Do you possibly have suicidal tendencies? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we have the perfect product for you. Introducing the Isolator, America's alternative to ending it all. The Isolator provides customers with an airtight helmet covering the entire face, while simultaneously supplying oxygen to the head via a portable oxygen tank and tube. Now you can complete life's task without the interruption of meddling children. The Isolator, America's alternative to ending it all. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to WTPC Radio. The time is 7.32, and I'm on air with current member Nate. Now, let's get to the topic of Jim Crow laws. We've all heard of them. Many of us have experienced them in action. But Nathan, do you feel like there's a change brewing in the Black community? Maybe a revolution of some sort? Our laws are meant to secure the Aryan birthright for the descendants of the founders of this country. However, this change brewing in the Black community is a threat to our society, so carefully built for our own posterity. I see. What do you mean by threat, Nathan? Doesn't your own organization believe in the revolutions for your own cause? First of all, you know exactly what I mean by threat. Second of all, what you call revolution, my organization calls self-defense of our values and the vandalistic tendencies expressed by the Black community. Furthermore, the KKK has proved influential over government society in general due to the common beliefs already shared by the people much unlike the NAACP. All groups must start somewhere, Nathan. The KKK was founded in 1865 after the Confederacy's defeat in the Civil War. Now fast forward to 1909, and the specific catalyst for the founding of the NAACP is the Springfield Race Riots, where a white mob burned down 40 homes in the Black community, simply because two Black men were accused of alleged assaults against two white women. Recently, lynch mobs have gathered to kill innocent Black people similar to the Springfield situation. The NAACP seeks to free our community from oppression. We as a people only wish to possess our inherent rights of rebellion in the face of blatant oppression. Is it also your inherent right to violate my own community? Your organization has done nearly nothing to implement your beliefs in government. Instead, you foment a causeless rebellion based off of arbitrarily given rights. Well, although your statements on the organization's influence on government is true, the NAACP is still gaining the support of citizens in the North and the South. In fact, in 1917, the NAACP organized a silent march in our beautiful city of New York to peacefully protest the lynchings and other violent acts against Black people. With around 10,000 participants, the group was able to increase the public awareness that so many of our people face on a daily basis. I can see the birth of civil demonstration in this very neighborhood. Civility is only a facade for the Saturday so commonly expressed by the Black community. I and my party seek only to cleanse and establish a prosperous America. Our community cannot simply be seen as ravaging savages. Through this decade, we have been able to further express the beauty of our identity 
through social revolutions. For example, a positive change has been made in the fine arts, what we call the Harlem Renaissance. One of the earlier breakthroughs in this Renaissance happened to be in literature. Although he doesn't get the recognition he deserves, Jesse Redwine Fossette, author of the revolutionary 1924 novel, There is Confusion, pushed Blacks to find the beauty in their culture in a white-dominated New York. In fact, his work sparked the minds of others, like sociologist Charles Surgeon Johnson, who used the novel's debut party to organize the National Urban League among the Negroes. You see, this Renaissance is nothing more than black-skin uppity. It is merely no more than a disillusioned movement meant to bolster a failing community. An emergence of culture among the black community is only a desperate attempt at securing a false humanity to push your own socialist agenda. This false humanity you speak of is nothing but ignorance getting the best of you. Nathan, no. do you realize that the fine arts of Blacks are making its way to the areas previously perceived as predominantly white? Musicals like Ubi Blake and Nope Sissel's Shuffle Along are currently being premiered on Broadway. How can such a prestigious theater accept such a controversial group of people if they're getting uppity? Now all you've done is mastered mimicry. You are stealing the jobs and opportunities from honest and hardworking people and further use your position to promote your ideals of socialism. Your liberal agenda is a perilous addition to society as it only promotes your own selfish desires. If you can call my aspirations selfish, then Which I feel I the need to call yours diabolical. Our civil rights movement seeks to free the oppressed while your deceptive organization runs on hatred. We've been legally free for 60 years now. Why are you so reluctant to give us social acceptance? Well, you see, the KKK... Well, that's all the time we have on the show today, folks. The time is 7.51. You've been listening to Ferg on WTBC Radio. Have a wonderful rest of your day.